this week on Overtime, a new mobile design tool called Play gets launched and people have opinions. We talk designing based on memory and ordering a date on Amazon. Plus, our thoughts on tooling around with design tools and can titles hold you back or help you thrive? Most of us get a lit still nervous when we think about our finances, especially if you're a part of the growing freelance world like me. And that's where Oxygen's got your back. This app provides banking and credit solutions tailored for freelancers. Whether you're looking for a better visibility and insights into your spending habits, or maybe you're looking for smart tools to track your business expenses, or you're just starting to think about registering as an LLC, Oxygen can help you breathe a little easier. Ah, and with cash back on everyday purchases, I'm talking up to 7% at Trader Joe's ride shares and gas, as well as a dollar off on your morning coffee, you never have to think twice about which card to use for the best rewards. Thanks to Oxygen, freelancers everywhere can stay extraordinary. So go to oxygenbank.com dribble from your mobile device to download the app today. Banking services provided by the Bancorp Bank, member FDIC. Hello, hiya, babies. This is Overtime, Dribble's weekly podcast that explores the most interesting design news and gives you the tips you need to create your best work. I'm your host, Meg. The flipper to gibbet. Lewis. <laughs> and today, we've got a good one because I'm IRL sitting across from a person who will be speaking to you. It's designer, illustrator, and generally everything person, my buddy, Raji King. Hi, Raji. Hi, it's me. Um, also, you may know me as Rogi from other conversations, but in fact, I'm pronounced Raji, like Roger Bacuter. I'm pronounced Raji. <laughs> yeah, what's it like having yeah. a name that people are constantly mispronouncing? Uh, you learn to just uh, let it all go. It's super fun. You can play with it. I also give everybody else nicknames that are horrible, too. That I tend way, to call you Rogert a lot. Rogert, and I'm, I'm cool with any next to anything, nearly unoffendable. With Great. nicknames. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. I like a nickname. It means somebody cares and they're close to you and they like to have fun with you. Yeah. I think that in general, like if people rib you and have fun with you, like that means they like you and they feel comfortable around you. All right. Let's get into the news this week. So the first thing I want to talk about is something that you brought my attention to because I'm not on product design Twitter anymore. I used to be a UI designer and that felt like so long ago. And now I'm not. Now I'm a visual designer, which I'm okay with. Uh, this isn't a sore subject for me. Don't worry. <laughs> but you told me about a new design tool called Play, which is very interesting. I checked it out. It's not like we can't use it today. There's a wait list or something. But what Play is, is it's a mobile design tool, right, that helps you to design web apps and apps using your phone. Is that correct? Yeah, I haven't dove too much in, but it definitely seems like it's hinting at, like, using your phone to create uh, websites and apps, uh, which is... Such an interesting thought. I think we've always been sort of steeped in desktop land for all of our design creations. And uh, just sort of like the constraints and the minimalizing of your UI, like there's so many interesting things that you could do. Lots more to say, but yes, yes. Is mobile first still a thing? Oh, I think it's absolutely <laughs> Is this, still a okay, thing. Okay, that's not a trend for well, the within, past. No, I think that's within, especially like the web design world, like mobile first. Um just because you can layer on your style sheets and things like that later, but you start with the device that you uh, assume that people will be using uh, most often. So yeah, I think it is. So this would be great to allow people to do that. Yeah, and I think that the way that like people are designing right now, like design is changing rapidly, uh, not only with tools like Framer or Figma or things, uh, not only like if we talk about Figma, we're talking about collaborative design. That's completely different. Framer, sort of like this idea of like push button design, boom, app on the other end. That's changing everything. But I think that 
also, uh, play is probably playing in the space of, uh, like Instagram and Snapchat. Like we don't think about them as design apps, but I think they're totally design apps, uh, designing your stories, putting in graphics, all this, all doing it in a very like sort of natural way. So I remember, so this is like my visual design direction point of view on a similar tool. Like uh, years ago, Squarespace came out with like some sort of logo design tool where you could just comp on Squarespace logos and make your own logo. And I remember feeling a little apprehensive at first because I was like, well, now no one will hire me because they'll just make their own logos. And I think that especially with something like play where it seems like it churns out the code as well. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's like an argument that could be had of a fear based argument where people would think like, oh, no, this is actually scary because it means that anybody with a smartphone could then do my job for me. But is that a cynical point of view? Um, I think it is. I think it is a cynical point of view. I don't think that we should be upset about these sort of things coming in. I think people that are creating more sort of artisanal and well-thought-out solutions, those are going to be for a certain pay bracket of um, clients. And I think that things like a logo maker work out really, really well for somebody that's just starting out. Totally. So do you think that play is something that a novice could use potentially? Or do you think this is something that's like a seasoned product designer would be using? Oh, totally a novice. But that is my perception just by watching the ad. Uh, it seems like a design tool in an iPhone seems like it's just sort of very accessible on the go. You can do this with your like pinch and zoom and all this stuff. It does not seem seasoned designer, but I could be totally wrong. Like, yeah, I don't know enough we'll about see. It. And we'll talk about a little bit more about design tooling later. But I also want to talk about this other story, which is the story of a candy called Opal Fruits now. OK, so in the UK, there used to be a candy called Opal Fruits that Mars made, and they eventually ended up releasing it as Starburst in other countries. And then they eventually just called it Starburst and got rid of Opal Fruits. And that was like 20 years ago that Opal Fruits was last seen. And so I guess they decided to bring back Opal Fruits. And the design team had to basically look at and find past images of what Opal Fruits branding and packaging look like. And it ended up being true that they used their memories of the feeling that Opal Fruits gave them when they were kids or younger and designing based on their memory and the nostalgic view of what Opal Fruits was. Mm -hmm. And that's how they ended up sort of bringing back the brand in a fresh new way. And I think that that's so fascinating to me because I love the idea of nostalgia and the kind of vision that it gives us. I think about this a lot when it comes to like retro diners. And I know we've talked about this before because I love a lot retro diners so much. But every time I go to a retro diner, it never feels like I wanted to because in my head, a retro diner feels and looks different than they actually do. So isn't that like an actual psychological principle called like rosy retrospection? Like you tend to look back and you sort of fluff up these things in a in a, in a more like warm light than you used to, than they actually were, yeah, which is cool. Totally. And I think that's a fun design exercise of trying to take something that you look at and visualize so fondly and so warmly with nostalgia and try to bring a fresh new perspective on that. What did you call them? Opal teens? Opal. <laughs> I forgot what you called them. You're making opal teen. <laughs> opal teen. Because that's a retro thing. Yeah. Uh, you, you're mixing. It's opal fruits. You're, you're opal fruits. combining that with ovaltine, I think. So they actually happening. wanted to bring it back? Yes. Like, and and rename did. it that? They so did. why why do that instead of just like they know Starburst has like a built brand? Like... Why not ride that energy? Are they doing something separate? Yeah, I think so. I think what it, and I don't know this for sure, but I think that um, 
specifically millennials, that generation is known for being the nostalgia generation. And so I think you see that a lot right now where people are bringing back old things from like the 80s and the 90s, maybe early 2000s as well. Um, of, of the things that have been gone for 20 years or they've been dormant for that long where we're bringing them back. So I think that, and I'm sure this is happening in other areas where we bring, re, there's a resurgence of something that had long Like we're seeing since, it now with like kind of a 70s type style, some of that totally. illustration. We're seeing that in a big way. Yeah. But it's all cyclic, right? We, this all happens over again. We're going to get like 80s fashion back. Absolutely. Like it's going to be, yeah. Yes. So I don't know what we're supposed to say, but. That's awesome. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. And I think it's a fun, I think it's an exciting opportunity for me to think about whenever I am designing things mm -hmm. of thinking about what did I feel like when I was first ingesting this thing that I'm trying to design for? And, and how is that different from me as an adult, as a 30 plus year old person? How it's so everything feels just dull and boring now. <laughs> I'm numb inside. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, what did God. it feel like when I was a kid looking at these designs and these colors and these brands? And how can I bring a little bit of that energy back into it? Yeah, so I definitely love sort of nostalgia play for sure. I love like the feelings that I felt when I look at old Disney movies and sort of the the rinky, what do they call it? Like honky tonk kind of piano stuff, like ragtime music, all of that stuff. Even my website now, which is just a very simple website, is just trying to kind of get back some of that and not not live in the too polished, shiny web anymore. It's like trying to get back some of those feelings. Any way that you can kind of spark joy uh, would be great. Icon design is really interesting in that you really need to... Um, you need to find that metaphor that connects with the broadest range of people. And it may be, it may be your save floppy disk icon. Um, and a lot of people say, well, that's an, that's like an outdated technology. But the real question about icon design is, is it still communicating in the greatest way to the most people that what a save metaphor is? And if it is, you can still like get back to nostalgia. Right. Yes. That's very important. And that's what I think that they dug into nostalgia to do. Yep. So for our last news story today, did you see Amazon dating? I actually just literally thought it was a joke where people plugged in like images on a product page. It took me a long time to figure out exactly what was going on. I'm still not 100% sure. But for those of you who don't know, I think it's still it's still up today. It seems like Amazon will take it down at any point. No, is it actually like from Amazon no. as a team? So Amazon dating is from Anya Kopian and Susie Shin two artists, two creatives that made this just as a funny side project. It. It's a Love total it. joke, but it's a dating parody site that looks exactly like Amazon, except people can upload their information and create a profile. So you can go on there and look, it looks like you can shop for people and wait, how far down does the rabbit hole go? Like, can you literally connect with people? Are these like dead ends? I don't think ends? so. I think, I don't know. I think, I think it's a dead end, but I think it's just a funny, it's just a funny Dude, I would just thing. love to see if there's like a prime, like one day me this person. Like, what, like can we yeah. ship them to me? They ha So some of them are available via prime delivery. <laughs> some of them, uh, so you can select <clears throat> them by their love language. So when you're on the product image of the person, you can, instead of choosing like gray or black or blue, you can choose love language, which I think is really sweet. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Really cool. <laughs> I mean, okay, yes, the critique here would be that it's objectifying. That's like the definition of create, making humans into objects. Like you're literally, you can <laughs> cart this person. Yes. I think, I think once again, if you're, if you have a cynical perspective, then yeah. But like, 
realize what it's coming from. It's play, it's literally play. It's fun. It's play. Like we need more of this. I want to encourage more of that. Like that's awesome. I like goofy, nonsensical projects that brighten people's day. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right, and this is this is like a new form of this. Like instead of doing this in a print medium, like you're doing it in a website in such an interesting way. I would love if you can actually post real reviews and those reviews could be rated because I feel like people are so funny. A lot of people, so much more than me, I would love to see what those reviews would be because I think that's kind of half the fun in this. I completely agree. I'd love to write a review of you. Um, I love that project. I didn't actually know that it was... I thought it was a mock. I thought it was real. I don't know. I didn't see very much of it. It just looks so accurate. It looks exactly like Amazon. Yeah, they probably just like downloaded the style sheets. Absolutely. I don't have no idea. I don't know how anybody does anything that they do. But yes, that sounds like a great With technology and stuff? Yeah. Okay, perfect. (laughs) That's exactly what they did. All right. So let's talk about, let's let's deep dive into design tooling because I think you have a lot to say about it. I am a person who is a designer who works in design tools all day long as part of my job. Do love them. They're important to my work. But you now work at Figma as a designer advocate. And first of all, before we talk about design tooling, I would like for you to explain to me what a designer advocate is. I'm certainly still learning. uh, But Claire, my lead, has told me that I've been doing this my whole life and like just breathe and understand that you know exactly what you're doing, which is very empowering. Um, I would just say like a designer advocate, my job right now, and I'm going to be learning, hopefully like this is a brand new position. I've been a product designer, illustrator and all this like full time for a, for a very long time. And now I'm this designer advocate. Uh, my job is to like listen to you as the designer. It's to, especially with regards to Figma to say, open my ears and say, what are you struggling with? I need to learn how to ask more questions and stop gabbing so much. So I need to say, how are you using this tool? What can we do to make this tool better? Where are your pain points? Uh, but my job will also be to do just sort of generally hyping, showing people the cool things. Because honestly, I did join this team because I, I'm just going to say it. We can edit it out. But I fucking love Figma. I do. Um, I'm super nerdy in my heart. I uh, I graduated from college with a double ma- major in math and computer science. And so I wrote a lot of really interesting code around design tooling when I was in college and using like fractal geometry and all sorts of like mathematics and stuff within code. So it really spoke to me. And I think that Figma's doing design tools in a new way. They're thinking about it in a new way. And they have a lot of really interesting ways of attacking the same problems that we've had over and over. So I'm also there because I really want to show people like the little secret tips and things. So you'll be seeing these coming out. But yes, uh, long answer. Uh, that's kind of what I do. That's incredible. It's it's very exciting for me that you have a job that is so fulfilling of who you are and what you can offer. And I wish so badly that everyone could find that for themselves to find a company that just supports and loves them for who they are and wants to bring their magic into their brand. Um, it definitely seems like a trend in design tools right now is collaboration and that stuff that you're naturally working on with other people because I truly do believe, as much as I isolate myself, I do believe that together we can make things. Like if I brought you in, we could obviously make something that my brain would never be capable of making. It could be so much bigger than just myself. And do you think that that's why that trend is happening or is it just simply to make team work styles like team collaboration easier? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I think there's like multiple answers to that. Uh, personally, I left freelance because I I 
I could only accomplish so much alone. And I, I believe that I don't think that highly of my designs. I think like I'm, I'm okay, but I think that together we're better. So that's kind of why I joined teams. Like that's where I've started. Like I started working for Dribble and I work for Figma now because I believe that we can do more together. Uh, they'll help sharpen me. They'll help, you know, my designs or my ideas be better. And they'll point out things that are not within my, uh, that I'm blindsided to. So I don't know, maybe we're growing up, you know, like maybe we're as an industry that is now social and online and seeing each other's stuff in different ways. You know, we're not in the print design days. We're, we're way beyond that. So maybe part of it is that we're just like we we see other people's work and see that we can be better with them. Uh, I think with regards specifically to Figma, I think that in, in the collaboration in that tool, uh, we're 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 definitely there's a lot of parts to this. Like one is we're bringing in copywriters right now because it's a live sort of like you put the link out there. Everything is current, live, single source of truth kind of stuff, and. I think that copywriters are now in there, you know, messing with the copy in your documents. Your PMs are in there. We've got all kinds of eyes on this to help, like, flush out any of the issues with it. Uh, so I think that Figma in this way is, like, leading the way. And I think that it's making much, much better. Like, even using Figma at Dribble, I think it made for much, a much better process. So the tools themselves are helping us. It's kind of pulling us along and teaching us this. That totally makes sense. And I, it's really cool that, like, I guess you're technically here doing your job because you're advocating for designers. But I think that, so the way that they've created a job, basically, that's just for you, that it's, it's made perfectly for you. I think th that really made me think a lot about titles. And I think titles and labels go hand in hand. Like for some people, especially when it comes to design, illustration, whatever, whatever we're doing, the title that we're giving, the job title that we're given, whether it's self-prescribed or given to us by somebody else, I think it can be empowering and help you to fit into a box and help you to give you purpose and know what you're doing. And other times, I think it can hold you back from experimenting and bringing in new things. So totally. do you feel like as you've gotten older and as you've progressed in your Are career. Are you saying I'm aging? God, you're saying I'm you, aging. We're all dying. Oh, okay. Oh, hello. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. Uh, but do you think that now shedding away this very specific, because I think, I, from what I can tell, I think that you've had a lot of different titles. Like you can fit yourself into so many different boxes. Yeah. It, I think it part of it comes with uh, a couple of things. With a curious mind, I just dabble in a lot of things. I'm very passionate about art and all this stuff. Um, and code, and I started in code, and then I taught myself design. So I'm a part of all these things. Uh, so curiosity is one of them. But also, I think being a freelancer, often you have to like, it's it's advantageous to you at a small scale to be able to like, oh, could you code this design too? Oh, that's great. Like, we'll just work with you. So it comes from that a bit. Uh, but yes, absolutely agree. Like, lots of different titles. Uh, to that, though, I will say, like, I think the titles can be like, pretty restricting and i think like i keep thinking about this idea of like i don't want to be like a web designer i don't want to be a designer at all like i kind of just want to be like like because i've been on the other side of the pond where like i'm a developer and i'm super nerdy and into it and i love it i love it and so uh i i don't think there ought to be like i love blending lines and i don't think there ought to like for instance a lot of my best friends are girls like not little girls, but women typically. But uh, of, of course, my daughter is. <laughs> I'm uh, thankful. Definitely. Yeah, me too. But my daughter is definitely a close friend of mine. Um, but like, I grew up in a world where like, 
you know, boys weren't supposed to be friends with girls. Yeah. It, and, and like, I like blurring those lines to be like, your best friend can be a girl and it's okay. Or a woman. I'm going to keep going back to that. Uh, so I really love blurring lines and I love taking away like binaries. I love taking away black and whites because I grew up in a very black and white world and I'm seeing the world in a very, like a very colored way. And so I want to blend lines. I don't, I don't think there ought to be developers per se and designers. Like I love the idea of just calling myself like a builder or a digital builder or something like that. I haven't quite found where I, where I want to land with like creation and craft, but like something along the lines like that sounds good. But also the designer advocate thing too, really is a pretty broad term. Like, like I'm trying to advocate for designers for a tool. Like that could mean a lot of things. It sure could mean can. exciting people. It could be doing games. So literally some of my challenges, like coming up with cool games to do at conferences to let people get back to that childlike state of play, as opposed to design this button, which is not as playful. Like I want to play and like let people mess around with the tool in weird ways. Yes. And for me, I don't like labels at all. I think they're very restricting for me. I would because be with you. I'm I'm a I'm a complicated person. I'm like every other person. There's so many things that make up who I am and so many interests that I have. Right. And as soon as you slap a label on me, it makes me feel like I can't move and I You're have this huge yeah. boundary. And so once I've started to shed away the labels, it's really helped me to to expand my world and I also end up somewhere far off in the distance, way in a different direction than I ever thought I could because I don't have this pre-described label and I think that's really helpful. But I also understand for a lot of people, labels can be so empowering and titles can be empowering because they feel so excited to be tied to that identity. So I get mm -hmm. it. Like, I And I think that it should be totally, I would love to live in a world where that's a personal preference of if you like to have a title or a label prescribed Oh, I would to too. I would love it if like you could tell your lead, like, I feel like this is constricting and can we give me, and, and certainly this is probably happening out there, but like, can, can I get a new label? Can we, can we re-engineer something for me? I would love that. But for you, do you think that – what was the label that you had and, like, what is the label that you now – do you have a label? Do you, do you mm, give yourself great one? Great question. Well, I, I've bounced around from so many labels. I used to be a web designer and then I was a UI designer and then I was a logo designer. And I then can't I was imagine a brand, Meg as a UI designer. Right? I'm I know. Sorry. And some people still uh, – who knew me from like 20, uh, thir 12, 13 still are like, are you still designing like products? And th that's just blowing my mind because it seemed like so long ago. But that's what I mostly did when I was living in New York, working at tech companies. I designed a lot of products. And uh, but and, and, and being stuck in that label was very constricting for me. And then I moved on to brand design and I was a logo and brand designer. And then I was like dabbling in iconography. And and so now... And now, just, and now illustration, right? And, like, yeah, now I do illustration. Now I do fine art. Now I do um, wait, comedy. What do, do for, what do you do for fine art? Like murals and stuff, Whoa, which I never oh, thought. Right. Okay. And like a lot of that has, you know, it's buried in imposter syndrome, right? Because I'm not a fine artist. I've never taken an art class. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to paint. And so when somebody said, make, please paint this mural, I was like, absolutely not. I'm not an artist. Right. This is not who I am. And they said, of course you can. You've, you can design this, you can paint it, you'll figure it out. And of course I did and I, oh, and right. I can. Yeah. And I mean, I can do anything. I can be any label if I want to be. Well, and I think some of this is like steeped in that sort of binary culture too, where it's it's like, I'm a, and I felt this on my own end, my own imposter syndrome coming along is, 
I'm a digital artist. Like, I do things digitally. Like, I, I could never be a painter. I could never, like, transfer something to a wall and paint it. Uh, at least, sort of, that's the voice in my head that I slay every day and say, fuck you, I, you won't exist. But, yeah, I totally think that uh, the more we can whip down those walls and those definitions, the more we can, like, freely flow into all these things. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Thank you so much, Raji. That's it for this week's of Overtime. Let's continue the conversation on the internet with the hashtag DribbleOvertime. And you know what to do. If you love the episode, let us know by leaving us a review, subscribe, blah, 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 blah. And don't forget to tweet or tag me, Meg Lewis. On the internet, I'm at darn good with four O's. You know it. And my bud Raji is at Raji, which we know is R-O-G-I-E. Roger, but cuter. Roger, but cuter. Uh, Raji, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Ooh, I'm not very into promotion. Um, yeah, I would like to promote... Um, Please just say something that you love that you'd like to promote. I would absolutely love to promote some of my favorite things in the world. And while I have this grand stage, Beecher's Cheese is amazing. Go to Costco, get it. It costs like 10 times this, but go buy it. It's white cheese. It's in a triangle. Get it. I would also like to promote... Tabasco scorpion sauce. I am not a sponsor, nor are they sponsoring me, but <laughs> it's amazing. It's got the right kick. It's got a little bit of zest. It's also not opinionated as a sauce. I think that it, it blends well with a lot of things. And lastly, I would like to promote the horror movie, The Baba Duke. You're probably sorry that you asked me to promote things. <laughs> so it's going to keep going. Yep. I think I'm done now. I'm getting those awesome eyes from Meg that are saying, good, we're good on Cut the promotions. Off, man. <laughs> Um, well, I have a design thing to promote. <laughs> Sorry, I took up all the promotion slots. Uh, coming up later this month, I will be in Gainesville, Florida. So excited. I've heard about this place called The Swamp. I think it's a restaurant. I don't know. I'll be there with Tad Carpenter. What a good boy he is. Um, I'll be giving a talk on February 22nd through AIGA Gainesville, which is where the tickets are on their website. But, Raji, it's been a delight. Thank you for being here. It's been a delight. Always follow Turd Crappender. That's right. It's his alias, another account, and it's when he's Twitter. angry. Please Turd spread Crappinger. the news. Yes. Give Much it a love. Follow. Bye. Bye. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.